Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert, your host. It is so wonderful to be here with you today, so thank you for tuning in. And this is the podcast where I talk about all the random elements of creativity and life and parenting and just generally being yourself in a world where if you are following a path that isn't an obvious straight line trajectory and even when you are but it doesn't quite sit right just to offer you some encouragement that despite the seeming random nature of it they're not random they're actually quite specific now today's episode is called comfort cuppers and good stories what is the best story you've ever heard Now, that could be any kind of story. It could be a story that's like an actual storybook story or, you know, I'm a Christian. So often that whole narrative is known as the greatest story ever told. And, you know, I think it's pretty damn good. Also, what about a story a friend told you about something going on in their life or one of those wonderful urban myths that you heard that was just so beautiful or a story on the news that melted your heart? We are a bunch of creatures for whom story is a really important part We resonate with stories all the time. They move us, they challenge us, they scare us, they excite us, they get us really curious about whole other aspects of our lives or the world that we'd never had any contact with before and suddenly go, oh man, that's so exciting, I didn't know anything about this. They can take you all over the world and give you glimpses of different cultures. Stories themselves are exciting and powerful and rich. And one of the things I noticed that makes it so rich is the way there is an ebb and flow. There are triumphs. There's fear. There's light of hope. And there's desperation. And there's a sense of quest and future. And then circumstances that are really difficult. And friendship and support coming at the right time. Or when you're no longer able to go on through the twists and turns and unexpected situations. Peril, good versus evil, suddenly coming through. They are so exciting. And while our day-to-day lives might not resemble the epic of something like Lord of the Rings, even within our day-to-day lives, story runs as a rich thread through our lives. What is it about a particular story that resonates with you? Why does it move you? Why does it grab you? Because story is a powerful way of helping us to make sense of the world and of our own experiences within it. When we think of our own stories how we inhabit the world, how we feel about ourselves and our family of origin and our friends and our partners and our children. So often, the way we behave and respond and react is often based on a story we are either telling ourselves or have been told and maybe we're still buying into. Sometimes this is a good thing and sometimes this can be really tricky and those stories are no longer serving us. The way we think of story and the way we tell ourselves story can have a huge and profound effect on the way we see ourselves and the courage or lack thereof we have to tackle what's going on in our life. So what is your story? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a hero or a victim? A stoic? Someone for whom the world keeps seemingly dropping everything difficult on your head? Or do you cruise through life with a feeling like you are flying through the story on wings of air and it's wonderful? And the wonderful thing about stories and archetypes and stock kind of processes is that they resonate because they are true, but each of us inhabits all of those different characters at different points. Are you the villain? Are you the hero? Actually, we can often be both at the same time because 
our lives are so rich, the reason these stories resonate with us and excite us is because we see elements of ourselves and our own experiences within them. How do you want to live? How do you want to be in this world? So what is the story you're telling yourself about you that enables you to live in the way you want to? For example, I've been thinking recently about the way I move through this world. Now, sometimes I have the little voice on my shoulder, not an actual little voice, thankfully, but that says, I'm lazy, I'm undisciplined, I'm easily distracted, I have no sticking power, that I don't persevere with stuff. And yet there's another way of looking at exactly that same thing. And there's probably many ways, but another way of looking at that is actually, I am good at listening to my internal rhythms. I'm not lazy. I'm good at recognising when I need to rest. I'm seasonal. I'm good at understanding or growing in my understanding of the ebbs and flows of my body's energy levels, times of year, emotional seasons and responding to those accordingly. For example, with the laziness, there are times when I don't do much cleaning or tidying and then there are times when I do tons of it. Sometimes that ebb and flow of rhythm can be within a month or a hormone cycle and sometimes they can be much longer stretches of not having the same inclination and then suddenly having a burst. If you've ever had that feeling in the start of spring of ooh, spring clean, new ideas, then you may well understand what I'm talking about. That idea of energy suddenly coming at spring when you're like, this is the time. Spring, open the windows, freshen up the sheets, wash everything that needs washing, do a rearrange of the house, tidy everything up. And yet maybe in the winter or the autumn into winter, it's that hunker down, hide, disappear into my duvet more often. Rather than describing myself as easily distracted and unable to stick with anything, actually I can commit to things that really matter to me. I can be hugely diligent, and I often am. As a mum, I'm definitely diligent at continuing life with my children. And maybe the season I'm in is one of investing in our relationships and our comfort and holding my kids close for lots and lots of cuddles because they were all under the weather with colds again, or just everybody's feeling drained and exhausted and are being close to each other, are sitting next to each other, doing our own things, but being in the same space is more important than being the mum who gets all the craft stuff out and the painting and takes them on outings every other day. All of those things are great, but maybe that's not the season. Maybe it's what matters to me right now is the investment in my family from a relationship point of view, the investment in our health or the investment in our mental health. And all of those things can contribute to those. It just depends on what's needed in that moment. Actually, rather than thinking of myself as easily distracted and unable to stick at anything, maybe it's helpful for me to look at it and go, well, actually, I'm a person of short bursts. Short, passionate, intense, deeply committed bursts of something. And then a pause and a rest and then a new thing. Maybe I'm just multifaceted, which I know in my case I definitely am. I have so many interests in so many different directions and I get bursts of things. And maybe the fact that I get halfway to three quarters of the way through most books that aren't novels, unless it's a novel I'm really not enjoying, I tend to run out of steam and don't usually finish. Maybe that's not because I just can't stick at it. Maybe it's because I know when I've had my fill and I've taken and absorbed as much as I can for that point in time. Maybe I'll come back. I get inspiration from many places rather than being easily distracted. The same with leaning into spontaneity. Because the way we tell our story, especially to ourselves, will affect the way we see ourselves, the way we see others, and the world in general. And it will totally affect the way we move through the world. So surely learning to tell stories with hope rather than misery is a place worth living from. I can manage better without lying to myself when the story I'm telling about my circumstances is one with hope and courage and a sense of future rather than one where it's so awful I might as well stick my head under a rock and die.
And I don't know if you can relate, you know, I've had some really tough stuff go on in my life as many of us slash most of us, if not all of us have done. And in different seasons, it's felt relentless. And I could totally make you miserable telling you about how hard it's all been. But the the truth is, even within those times, I can see the hope and the story I'm telling myself is of the joy of the family or the joy of friendship or courage or whatever it is that's helping me get through it. No, I'm not finding it easy. Yes, it is taking every ounce of my commitment to keep sticking at something. But if I'm to tell it with doom and gloom, that's a very different way of expressing that. And it's one that makes it harder for me to continue than if I express it with a sense of hope or a sense of humour without losing the truth of it. And there is also something about sitting down with a good story. It allows you to enter into somebody else's world. And as you do that, you find yourself resonating, which means to vibrate with. And I love that. You hear somebody else's story. And while nobody else's story is identical to yours, the wonder of all of us being unique beings is that all of our stories are different, even when they're very, very, very similar, even when many of the given circumstances are the same. But leaning into somebody else's story can give you comfort that you're not alone, that someone else gets it. Someone else has expressed it, whether through fiction or nonfiction or memoir. Someone has expressed it in a way that helps you go, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one buzzing on this frequency. And in the same way, sharing our own stories with context, not too much, not in a way that airs our dirty laundry or I guess a good example I've heard is when you've been shot and you're bleeding out everywhere, you don't maybe speak from that place of bleeding out. But when the wound has begun to sort of heal over, but it's not fully healed, it's still a good place to talk from that place of vulnerability. But you're not at a danger of bleeding all over everybody else. Sharing our stories in context can offer other people comfort and hope. And in seasons like now where we are in the autumn, and depending on what part of the world you're in, over here in England, it's been immensely dreary lately and very, very rainy and darker because of daylight saving. And so sitting down on a comfy chair with a hot cup of tea or coffee or whatever your favourite beverage is, a blanket snuggled up to someone you care about, maybe with the lighting, just how you like it so it feels deeply cosy, if that's your bag. If not, go for a walk in the rain and listen to a story. Does the same job. But there is something about the comfort of being surrounded by story that allows you to connect with your own, hear that you're not alone, and then when you share your story, offering other people the chance to hear that they are also not alone and that there is hope and there is future, even when it's really tough. So I would love to wish you a wonderful week. I hope that as we are drawing deeply into November and Christmas is starting to loom, that you are able to allow yourself to engage with your own story, connect with it, give yourself permission to really hear it and lean into it. And if you need some help doing that, you know, I found counselling immensely helpful. Don't be afraid to ask for somebody to help you dive into and unpack your own story in order to grow and be more deeply aware of your patterns and find greater freedom and joy in your life. So have a wonderful, wonderful week and I look forward to meeting with you again next week. God bless.